Welcome to the New Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hi, Em. Hi, friend. So I'm back in my book of Lead Like Jesus. This thing has a lot of good little nuggets for some I'm sure. Like, I'm really... I'm really excited about it. I feel like everybody should pick up a copy of Lead Like Jesus. Yes. I love Uh, that you just randomly came across it, too, that, like, I know. God put it on your heart again. Like, hey, by the way, you started this, and here it is. Here it is. I know. I love that, too. Um, uh, Yeah, I feel like, I'm like, okay, what little, like, chit-chatty thing do I have to chat with you about? But, like, (laughs) I don't know if I have a chit-chatty thing today. God's like, plot twists. You do. Do you have a chit-chatty thing? Oh, like a chit-chatty thing. Um, hmm. I know. I don't think I do. Weird. No, That's not we're so boring like for once. All right. I mean, this is us just being focused, guys. Yeah. It's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. So It's a good thing to ponder. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe by the end of it, we'll have something spicy for you all. Probably. I'm sure we will find a tangent at some point in time. <laughs> also true. Um, so we've been talking about servant leadership. We dove into kind of the back end of servant leadership, the first two podcasts, like where it came from, sort of the foundation of it all, what it means. And then we decided that we were going to go to this like Lead Like Jesus book, which is also servant leadership, um, but doing it with much more of like a Christian focus on it. So we were talking last week about the heart and the head. So basically the motivation and the beliefs and theories behind like, why are you leading essentially? And I think it's really interesting because, you know, in the book, it it does remind us that if we want to lead like Jesus, we have to become like Jesus, which one of the things we're going to talk about today is habits and how habits create our life pattern. Like you are what you eat, you are what you do in so many ways. And I think that in some ways we would like to just like, not believe that like Mm -hmm. I can do whatever like I can change whatever I want and it's do what I'm saying but like right there is a reality even just the way that we think um develops a pattern in ourselves and so I just I think it's like uber interesting it is and it to me I think instantly when you're saying that of the idea of or empower of If you know yourself, and we talked about last podcast, knowing your motives um, and what you value and stand for, if you know that, though, heading into, like, say, a group of people, you know, because a lot of people will say, like, you are who you hang out with, right? If you know what your values are heading into that group, you can still stand, whether confidently vulnerable or like confidently humble with, you know, Mm. with humility, without changing your motives but still having a positive impact on those that you're hanging out with that may not encourage what you encourage, may not eat as healthy or work out as much. You can, you know, that doesn't mean that you will stop working out or stop eating well because you've either habitually trained yourself and disciplined yourself, or you just know how strongly you stand and why you do those things. And so, you know, yeah. And maybe, other people won't even necessarily know your why. Right. Like why you do have all of those habits. Like you said, maybe like why you make the choices that you do. And that's okay. Cause I think when you're talking about that confidence and it also releases us from having to always give an answer. Yes. 
in the space of like, I have to like defend myself. I have to defend why I need to leave early. I have to defend the fact that I am eating a salad for lunch and everybody else is eating burgers. No, we don't, we don't need to. Right. Um, The other thing that I thought was really interesting is that we also have to remember that in the space that we're sort of talking about right now, like you don't always have to defend yourself. Um, Being a leader Again, whether you have a title or whether you're just kind of going against the natural grain of whatever's happening around you. So it does tend to be that even if we're in a toxic environment and you yourself are choosing uh, healthy behaviors and patterns, it looks different. And so people will sometimes be judgy about that or like, oh, you think that you're better than everybody else because she doesn't, you know, join in the gossip and she doesn't go out drinking in the mornings and she doesn't like whatever. I don't know, guys. I'm just like picking up things here. Um, So it's not easy being in that leadership role. And so the book was saying as leaders doing the right thing for the right reasons might require you to drink the bitter cup in form of ridicule, rejection, and anger. Your human tendency will be to try to avoid the pain. Leading like Jesus will call you to proceed in faith and to trust in God's grace to provide you with the courage to do the right thing and finish the task. Mm. it's not always going to be popular. It's probably more often than not, not going to be popular. Because somehow it seems like the lazy, unhealthy way is always easier. Like it's always easier for me to just eat like 24 Oreos um, than actually go fix myself a decent dinner. (laughs) In theory, in theory. I'm not saying that that has actually (laughs) ever happened. Meg, we've heard your Oreo tangents on prior podcasts. Don't hide it. (laughs) <laughs> just saying in theory listen if it happens sometimes it's fine we approve we fully approve <laughs> i'm speaking on behalf of everyone listening so i hope that's okay okay thanks everybody that's listening <laughs> and M is now your appointed leader so <laughs> freaking love you no it's great um, actually one thing that i was reading sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no the, there was one part in one of the articles that we had um put in the footnotes the last two episodes or last three episodes um that we are kind of jumping off of and now going into the this book lead like jesus that's the title right meg yes um so the the one article stated that academic medical centers unfortunately are often excellent examples of large bureaucracies that are overmanaged, underled, and rife with inertia and mediocrity only will only with strong leadership will organizations continue to adapt effectively in response to a changing external environment. Mm. And I that really hit me because I grew up as a baby nurse in an academic medical medical center that I just still think the world of. Um, but like you're saying, Meg, is it it may not be the easy route. A lot of times in that environment, it is, and probably any community hospital as well. I would think. Um, but it was interesting to me that academic medical centers are considered to be these mediocre mediocrity centers. It's like mm. stepping out and doing what they haven't done before and stepping out and dreaming about this idea. It was hard to get it pushed to the next level. Mm. Um, it was hard to step out and, you know, do anything different against policy or try to change policy. It was very challenging. And you all, a lot of times would feel defeated before you even got to the beginning of the race. And so I think that speaks really largely on behalf of what you're saying and and leading like Jesus as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, in the 
most unhealthy circumstance, they literally will try to silence yeah. those voices or bury those voices or ignore those voices that are asking for change. And so that was one of the reasons last podcast we were talking about the Million Nurse March that is happening May 12th. And I invite you to do a Google search and find out more about it because I think it's important for us to bring our voices collectively together as nurses. And I would say that even in an environment that you are trying to promote change, again, whether it's being, you know, largely encouraged or not, I, there's something beautiful that happens in numbers. And so if you even find a couple of other friends um, or individuals, maybe they're not friends, but they're like, yeah, I totally believe in this exact same vision you might go a little bit further, even just because you have other people that are sort of cheering on whatever that goal is. Yes. You know what I'm of saying? Of course. And when you're saying that, I'm like literally having flashbacks. Do you remember sitting in your living room or wherever you were during the pandemic when we were quarantined, whenever you weren't working and you were at home? And like, do you remember the one film of like – everyone across Manhattan like thanking or like doing the I forget were they like doing pots and pans or like cheering for the healthcare workers like when you're saying strength in numbers like I get chills just thinking about that or a video that I remember receiving um from a friend during pandemic time well you know beginning of the pandemic quarantining and it was like a circle of people in a city and they were singing like because of COVID and you know, it affected your lungs so much. And people were finally starting to understand like what the um, like pathophys was behind this, this virus that everyone was hearing about. And they started singing. um, It's your breath. That's in our lungs. Like this is the air. And it was like um, a faith driven song, basically about like, it's his breath that fills our lungs. And it was like, people just kept joining in and it was the most beautiful thing. And so I love what you're saying about strength and numbers. And I just think those things are like things that you'll never forget. And they give you chills every time. And yeah, yeah. get your, get your people and, and rally for sure. And when you were talking about, I love that first of all, cause it's a good reminder, you know, that honestly you can make a significant impact. I mean, there were so many people um, that were doing those actual supportive measures do you know what I mean whether they were the ones that were like cheering the heroes on or whatever but like how many of us were watching I mean those things got a gazillion views because I think that we were all feeling a little bit closer to one another even though we were strangers and even though we were divided um, on so many other levels maybe or separated because of the pandemic and so I think too like you'll never really know the impact so don't be scared that even if by you being positive, like if you know it's the right thing to do, um, don't ever hold back fearing the like everybody's going to think I'm dumb or, you know, like kind of getting in your own head and talking yeah. yourself out of it because it's kind of amazing how many times that it's not just one person. You know, they, used to, yeah. they say that about like when you're in class and they're like, if you raise your hand and ask a question, probably somebody else was thinking the exact same thing. And yes. so you're just like clarifying it for everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that confidence and that boldness will have to show up in any time that you are basically being a leader and, and taking that step forward. Yeah. And I think too, like, I'm a total anti-comfort zone person 
Um, and I really thrive off stepping out of my, I love to step out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think we had like a pastor that just spoke or he was a speaker at our church and, um, did a sermon on like how as Christians, we like to just stay in our comfort zone and like not answer the nudges on our heart and not step out in faith. And it's just easier that way if we just stay in our comfort zone. And I think that, and then the fact that think about the person who had the idea, like, Hey, let's beat some pots and pans to cheer on our healthcare heroes. Like how many people probably told him you're crazy that's so stupid no like he probably had to go through how many people before he actually started getting a following of people like he had to fail a couple times in order to actually get the response that he was dreaming of and yeah I think yeah that that's that's also good it says again in lead like Jesus just closing your vulnerabilities um to other people being willing to disclose vulnerabilities to other people um is basically necessary. We're all vulnerable. We all fall short. Don't be afraid to share your vulnerability. It's one of the most powerful things you can do to build a team and to build relationships with people you're leading. They know you're not perfect. So don't act as if you are. Um, and yeah. it also means that you don't necessarily, doesn't mean you have to express all of your inner thoughts, but you do want to share task relevant information or struggles that you're working on as a leader. So whether you are like actually in management or not, like there's always a space that it's really healthy to be sharing a certain level of vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And so again, like let's just embrace that because it's amazing how one person embraces it and gives courage to the next person. For sure. And I think any, I would really like to do stats on this because I would, it has to be rather than 95% like of what I've listened to so far on servant leadership audibly that people who are speaking on servant leadership are never talking at you because they are servant leaders mm-hmm. and they're never, they always bring it back full circle. Like I struggle with this too. Yeah. And it's crazy how much of a mind shift and like heart shift you have as a listener when you hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I think when you hear it come from somebody that you wouldn't have expected it from. Yeah. Yeah. People with humility don't deny their power. They just recognize it passes through them, not from them. So we can totally be humble in all of this because of the fact that you know who you are and whose you are. And Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be a negative um, reflection at all. Again, like anything. I mean, I really do think, and both Emma and I would say that like, we really do value people who are vulnerable, who share their stories, who share what they maybe even feel like is an inadequacy and like have still stepped out, have still been brave enough, um, to sort of embrace whatever that thing is that they really feel strongly convicted about. Right. So when we were talking about, um, let's see, heart and head last week, this week, actually this tied in perfectly because it's hands, which is actions. And that's really what we're like discussing right now. And then habits, like life patterns. So is there anything else that we need to like unpack with actions, M? Because I feel like we've kind of said it all. No, I think, yeah, I think we hit the big parts for sure. And then your habits, your life patterns. So what are you doing? Who are you? Like, 
whether or not we even want to admit it, sometimes we have a very unhealthy habits or life patterns that have become habits that really are now shaping who we are. And I think most of us would see this like easily within the social media realm, because I Mm. hear more people pushing back against social media. Like I'm just getting off Facebook. I'm like not picking up my phone anymore. When I wake up in the morning, I'm doing like, I'm setting timers. I feel like M you set timers. Um, on like how long you're on social media, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I think that those, we don't even necessarily recognize them as habits because it's not even something that we necessarily like intentionally sign up for. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I'm actively like going to the gym and here's my goal. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm just scrolling mindlessly through my phone and all of a sudden it has become a habit. So the ones that Jesus made, there's five that he made super clear and like non-negotiable with solitude number one solitude away with his father listening to god being alone i'm just like whoa this is one that we all struggle with i don't know one single person in my life who is consistently like yeah no my uh devo time was awesome and like i definitely got as much jesus time as i possibly wanted to that that's so true have you met that person em no never no because i haven't either (laughs) i legit haven't unless maybe that person is like a pastor but again because in some ways that's like directly correlated to their work Mm -hmm. so nobody is like he's been like sitting in his study for two hours reading the bible like that's his job do you know what i mean right um but solitude like lead like jesus was really quick to drill into that solitude 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 and i i was a little convicted myself i'm not gonna lie but i also like i like me some solitude um but I'm like, how can I possibly find more of that? And I'll tell you what, it wasn't like an easy cut and dry answer. But again, we need to get away in order for us to really be affirmed in what we're supposed to be doing and what direction, you know what I'm saying, we're going in and what platforms and truths we're supposed to be standing on because that's where you get a lot of your confidence. The world is not yeah. going to give you confidence, y'all. It's just not. Mm-mm. And if it does give you confidence, it's often like, ego driven yeah be careful number two was prayer i feel like that one speaks for itself what more could we say yeah yeah um study and application is three love that Mm. love a little application like what is the bible actually saying yeah um i went real nerdy on like the greek and hebrew recently also like the jewishness of jesus Middle Eastern culture. Oh, people, I've been there. Like, I love it. You throw me some good books because all of a sudden I was just like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I, I don't know the Bible, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's, it's written in a totally different context. It was not written by a white Western man. Right. Newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> so, study and application. Um, Four, accepting and responding to God's unconditional love. Ooh. Um, I don't even know how I do that. Like, I think about that, like, accepting and responding to his love. I guess that's discipline and obedience and however that may reflect in my life. But that's that's even just a good question to, like, reflect on yourself. Yes. I like that. I like that you just took that little nugget and you just, like, drilled into it. 
Yeah, I just, I guess I was instantly like, ooh, it kind of felt like a little like, like a punch that like I kind of swerved by. Like, I was like, ooh, but wait, I I can answer that, I think. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's so good. And I think, right, like you were talking about the obedience to God's unconditional love. And like, I think sometimes like we still get a little bit bristly over the word obedience because, mm. um, Again, I mean, I'm sorry to be beating up on like our American culture here, but obedience is just not a word. We are all freedom. We are all yeah, like, right, right. I, not me, or I, I mean, me, not we kind of thing. Like, right. Obedience sounds a little bit rough. And like, there's a God that's really uh, lording over you. And I think that if you really understand God's unconditional love, like how much he loves you, which is why there are certain boundaries in place your response is naturally wanting to be obedient and loving him. Right. Right back. Yeah. Right. Um, and then in, was there, sorry, was there anything else you want to say about that one? No, no, okay. that's good. Um, and then, oh gosh, whoa, my handwriting went to like doctor level. Apparently. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, involvement in supportive relationships. Hmm. So they were talking about like how Jesus had the 12 disciples, but then he had the three. Right. James, James, John, and Peter. Yes. Okay. Thanks for affirming that. Cause I said yes. that not convincingly at all, but see, <laughs> thanks for being my supportive relationship there. That, yes. But they were just saying like how there is a difference. I mean, even within his small group of people that he was pouring into, he still kind of had his three that he was, in like it's still another level of a relationship with like a deeper level and so those are the people too that like you would have them plugged in as your as your sounding board as your truth tellers holding you accountable because you're not putting all of your mess out there for everybody to be judgy about you know what i'm saying like you're going into your core people that you're like i know you love me even when i mess up big yeah. So I can really come to you when I'm like, hey, I'm super like struggling or this is where my mind is. Like yeah. those are the habits and life patterns that he consistently um, lived out. Yeah. And I think that's really good when we talk about servant leadership because this is not going to be easy. It's much yeah. easier to talk about it than it is to actually live it. Yeah. And also what I've learned is that many people, yes, Greenleaf kind of started this whole um, idea, but there are so many breakdowns mm -hmm. of servant leadership and tactics on how to be a servant leader. And like everyone's developed their own ideas on it. And I think for us, you know, taking it back to scripture is, and, and Jesus is the only sound truth that we can really follow. I mean, yes, the other things add great tidbits to it for sure. There's a hundred percent great um like breakdowns of servant leadership by others but i think yeah those give you nice simple simple things to try to follow yeah that like the actual application of what this can look like especially if you're a believer and if you're not a believer again it's just very interesting to me because um i understand that maybe you're not picking up your bible or maybe you're not saying it as like i'm following jesus in these ways but it's just amazing how much truth is out there. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if you, um, there's a podcast called Babylon B, and they were on a pot. But is that like the satire? Uh... I know like the Babylon B that's like uh, a blog post kind of thing. Yes, 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 yes. But it's always very like tongue in cheek. Yeah, so. Okay, so what were they talking about? No, well, I only, I didn't know about them until the podcast I listened to, uh, which I can't think of the guy's name. We'll get back to you on this. Dang it. Um, uh, but he spoke with one of the main, um, the founders of Babylon B because they had Elon Musk on. And at the end of one of Babylon B's podcasts, after like an hour and a half, Adam and I listened to the whole thing on our way to Vermont. At the end, they asked Elon Musk if he wanted to be saved. And he kind of gave this like half answer of like, well, I do follow a lot of the same motives, like throughout the podcast, you know, I'm just kind of summarizing um, that he follows a lot and believes a lot of the same things that like believers of Jesus do. And so he said, like, if Jesus is in the business of saving, like, I'm not going to be the one to stop him kind of thing. Wow. So yeah. So I think like even, yeah, no matter what you believe, you know, we do all believe um, very similar principles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully we're bringing applicable stuff. Yeah, and the fact that you're are, like you're already a nurse, you're already in the role of serving others. So there's so much of this application for sure that just makes sense. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be so for every profession across the board, but for healthcare, it definitely makes sense. Like, yeah, there's a greater good that we're obviously all trying to achieve um, in taking care of one another and obviously promoting health. So amen, sister friend. Love that. Hey, do you have anything to end on? If you do, what do you have? I have some goodies. So (gasps) some of the things that I've learned, another thing that I've brought away from servant leadership is that, um, there's a piece of it that is learning how to ask really good questions. Um, and so I have, a little piece of scripture and then three questions just to leave our listeners with to ponder because they're something that I was pondering as I was working through servant leadership. And I think they're just good questions to kind of reflect on. How's that Look sound? Look you. I uh, love it. All right. So the scripture is Mark 10, 42 through 45. It says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that's the little scripture that I think goes with what we're talking about. And then the three questions. So the first one is, which I guess if you're listening, if you're driving, like, please be safe. But um, things maybe to like, if you're by a table or listening in your house and have your notepad, like on your phone, maybe like ponder it and like see by the end of the week if you found any answers to them. So the first one is, what can I do today to add value to other people? The next one is, what do people need from me daily they may not be willing to ask for? And then the improvement question was... Hold what on, you're can... going too fast. I can't... Oh. Hold on! Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, what was the second one? What can What, what I... do people need oh, from see. me daily <laughs> they may not be willing to ask for? And then the third, which there are more, but these are the ones that um, I really was pondering is what can I work on that will help me serve people better? Ooh. So simple questions, but I think all of them are very challenging answers. Um, 
and make you kind of think. So yeah. And those are off of um, a Shepherd's Advantage website, which is um, a Ken Blanchard driven. He's like a biz. I think he's like a businessman. That's who wrote this book. Oh, it is. Yeah. So he's not a businessman. So I'm totally wrong. Well, he might be a businessman. Well, he, he might be. Too. So this, well, that wraps it up great then, because this website is linked to a video of his that I also listened to today. Wow. Full circle. Thank you, Jesus. A shepherd's. Yay. What was it? A shepherd's. Um, it's called Shepherd's Advantage Incorporated. Shepherd's Advantage Incorporated. How the yeah. hell did you find this stuff? I don't know. Meant to Google. be. Yeah. Meant to be. Good stuff. Good stuff. I really enjoyed servant leadership. I, I hope that you guys did as well. Um, send us questions if you have any. Otherwise, we will see you. I'm, I'm literally looking to see like... That's it because um, February is such a short month. I'm like, how many Mondays are in February? <laughs> but that's it. And we'll have a brand new topic for you next month. Yay. Yay. All in right, March. guys. <laughs> yes, in March. Exactly. All right, guys. Take care until we talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.